Hello, Romantics. I'm Sarah Gomez, author, romance lover, and host. You're listening to Romancing the Story, a podcast centered around writing, reading, and story structure, all with a twist of romance. We're at episode 23, and on today's episode, I talk with Denise Giddings about crafting interesting characters, writing dynamic action, and the importance of diverse stories. We do make reference to her latest release, Contradictions, a romantic suspense filled with some of my favorite tropes, enemies to lovers, grumpy sunshine, road trip, and fake relationship. If you're interested in knowing more, there's a link to Denise's Amazon page in the show notes. With that said, let's jump right into the discussion. Welcome romance author and happily ever after enthusiast, Denise Giddings. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you for joining the podcast, Denise. Um, Can you tell listeners a little bit about yourself as a romance author and what subgenres you write? Yes, I'd love to. So first of all, uh, Sarah, let me just say thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And I definitely consider it an honor to be here. In terms of um, a little bit about myself, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas, and I am married. I have a son. I have an overweight German shepherd, and um, I love coffee. And what's odd about that is I love strong, dark coffee, but then I like to add a lot of creamer and sugar. So I like strong coffee, but then I like to sweeten it up. So um, in terms of the genres and subgenres that I write, I do write contemporary romance and romantic suspense. Nice. Those are some great subgenres to write, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. I enjoy it. So uh, are you a traditional indie or hybrid author? So I am an indie author. Uh, My first novel, uh, which was Boomerang, and this uh, current novel, Contradictions, are both self-published novels. Um, so, So I'm indie right now, and I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Well, and have you been writing romance for a long time? I know that's kind of a, um, something I've kind of come across a lot of authors. They've actually, a lot of them have start recently writing romance. So how long have you been writing it? I actually haven't been writing romance very long, but I've always enjoyed and loved romance. Mm. So um, ironically, the first time I actually got paid for writing um, was not a romance novel. Um, it wasn't romance at all. Um, so, so many years ago, 2008, 2009, Ebony Magazine ran a short story contest. And the contest was basically um, write a short story, 2,000 words or less, or something along those lines. And it needed to be about the Black experience. So I submitted my story, which was about a little boy who was adopted and um, had older brothers and sisters who were still with the birth mother. And through a series of circumstances, the birth mother passed and the adopted family ended up adopting the the other kids. And um, I won $1,000. And I was like, wow, I can actually get paid for doing this. So you would have thought that would have made me, you know, start writing more kind of drama or something, but it did. Um, I've always loved romance, even since I was very young. So that's that's where my heart is. So did you... So that's really great that you actually had experience writing before, like story structure. So then you kind of just 
went to romance because are you a big romance reader? Is that kind of what kind of spurred that? I'm a big romance fan. I am. It, it doesn't matter what I'm writing, what I'm reading, listening to someone's story. I'm always looking for the romantic element in the story. I, I just love romance. When I was, you know, when I was younger, I used to read all these Harlequin romance novels. And I used to say, man, I would love to write novels like this. Because they're all, you know, they were all very great. They were all happily ever after endings. They got all oh. kinds of Harlequins now. But at that time, they only had pretty much um, one line. And, um, and, and they all were the same. But I just love them. And so romance just stuck with me. Oh, well, yeah, that's how I am too. I love romance because it always has the good stuff, right? And I'm always yes. looking for that love story. <laughs> right, yes. So uh, what So what kind of, because of that, that's kind of what drew you to romance, right? Was kind yes. of that, the, the interaction of the characters, the love story, right? Right, of course. Ah. Of course. Was it always in the back of your mind, I'm going to write this one day? I know you said you wrote the short story first. So I didn't know if that was kind of came up in the back of your mind. Like, I, I think I want to write this. Uh, I think I want to write romance. So I think, yes, it was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to write romance. So like I said, when I was a teenager, I just I read romance. And so even then I wanted to write romance. I just, I didn't, I just, you know, grew up and mm. kind of forgot about it. But um, several years ago, uh, one of the writing groups on the end did an anthology and you had to compete to get your story in the anthology. So you had to write the short story. You had to have a judge. You had to score a certain score in order to get your story in. So I wrote my little short story, and it was a, a short romance, um, and um, and it, it made it in the anthology. So I was like, wow, this is pretty good. I think I'm going to continue with this. So, so from that point, I just decided it's, it's going to be romance. Oh, I love it. And I have, I've actually talked to a couple of the authors like that, um, who've actually said like, once they started going with romance, <laughs> it's like, that's what they wanted to do. Once they wrote right. the first romance, it's kind of like, that's the lane they wanted to stick to. Great. Yes. So. I definitely understand that. <laughs> so, uh, you have just released your novel contradictions. Congrats. Thank uh, you. Yes. The first in the girlfriend series. For listeners, the book is a romantic suspense where Yvette, our heroine, must choose between the man she is falling for and her mother. And unfortunately, she can't have both. So is this the first series you've ever written? It is the first series I've ever written. So, you know, I, I never actually planned to write a series. I planned um, to write standalone novels only. And a couple of years ago, I attended RSJ Virtual BookCon, and um, they have it like in July of every year. And um, at that BookCon, and I took several classes with them afterwards and have attended, you know, several other um, BookCons, and people are always saying, you need to write series, you need to write series, um, because, you know, you, you, your readers really want series. So I finished this novel and I said, well, you know, maybe I should listen to what others are saying. And um, I decided I would I would make it a series because, um, as you know, from reading the book, there are three girlfriends. And um, I said, well, you know, I could do a story on each girlfriend and um, and create a series. And in this particular book, I just kind of fell in love with um, Sage, the character Sage, which is one of the girlfriends. And, you know, she's just different. She's independent and, you know, she's sassy, she's sexy. And 
I just kind of liked her and said, you know, I'm going to do a story about her. So I'm, I'm probably 80% done with that story, which would be the second story in this series. It's, it's called, you know, since you've read the book, you know, it's called Just Sex, which is appropriate for a book with Sage as the lead character. So uh, I decided I would do a series and I'm well on my way with that. That's awesome. And I'm so glad you're giving Sage her own book because I remember reading her and she, she stood out to me. I was just like, I hope she's such a great character. She has so much confidence and she is, she is, you know, kind of sassy, but she just, she's very straightforward. I was hoping she would have her own book. Yes. Well, see, so you're, you're even further proof that people love series Um, and they they, they fall in love with the characters. So they want to, they want to learn more about them. So like, and so it, so it was a standalone then when you first started writing though. Yes, it was. Right. Oh, okay. How was that process different from writing a a series from a standalone? Was it, did you have to go back after you kind of wrote some of it and kind of had to integrate more things or did it kind of just come out fully formed already? You know, because it was, it was already done. um, I think if I knew from the very beginning, I was writing a series, I probably would have made um, a lot more notes about the things I wanted to make sure I include in the second book or the third book. It's only going to be three books, but but I probably would have done um, a better job of keeping notes about some specific elements that I want to make sure show up in the, the remaining uh, series. So, um, you know, I enjoy the, the standalone. My first book, Boomerang, is a standalone, but Every time I speak to a group that has read Boomerang, they're like, well, when's the second book coming out? And uh, we want to see what happened. We want to see, did Jeff and Diane have a baby? Did they did they get back together? And and is Myra going to come back in the store? I mean, they're asking me, and it's like, well, it wasn't really meant to be. A, there wasn't meant to be a second book. But I, I, I'm getting these requests, so maybe I'll write a second book um, related to that. But it wasn't, it wasn't planned. But, um, you know, like I said earlier, people fall in love with the characters and they want to, they want more of them. So I'm, I'm thinking about maybe I have to do a second book to the first book. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe like a, like a novella or something like that. Yeah. We do right. as readers, we crave, I think to know after they hit, they have the happily ever after we're just like, okay, well then what else? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> It's like yeah, this insatiable. So, yeah, I definitely understand. And I love that too. I, I love that. I, I love, you know, uh, learning more about the characters. You know, I think that's why a lot of people, you know, they include things like um, scenes that were taken out of books or, or stories for the readers because they really want to know more about what happened and what's next with those characters. Exactly. And what a testament to your writing is the fact that uh, people want to know more. They're so invested in these stories and your characters that they're like, oh, we have to know what's going on in the next book. <laughs> right. So, so that, that makes me feel good. It also adds a little pressure too, oh. but, but I, but I, but I definitely enjoy it. You know, writing, you know, writing is very natural for a lot of people. And I think, I think, you know, I'm a business person. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm majored in business. I got you know, several degrees and all business related. So for me, I really have to spend time with the craft because I'm more of a technical writer um, than a creative writer, but I am, I just, I love doing this so much that I'm willing to take the classes and learn what I need to know because it's more of a passion for me than, than even my, my business side and the things I do, you know, 
um, in my full-time job. You know, I love this. This is what I love to do. I love that you bring that up too, because sometimes, you know, writing is, you know, obviously you have a great ability for that, but it is like, it could be different, right? From like the business versus the creative side. Right. Yes. Yes. I think you have to tap in. You know, I I really believe that all of us have a creative side Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, oftentimes we suppress that, that part of us. And I think I myself even did that for many years, but it's, it's something I've always wanted to do. So I just finally said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And so that's what I've started doing. I'm just doing it. Ah, that's fantastic. And I do love too, that you've taken classes to kind of grow that and nurture, right? That ability, because sometimes I think we, we, as authors, we perceive ourselves as writing, uh, amazing straight out the gate. And then when we, we don't, we're like, oh man, I guess we're not meant for that, but we could do we could take the classes and learn to grow that ability. To right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm always, I, I love to learn also. Mm-hmm. So if someone says, Oh, you should take a class from, you know, this person, she's great at teaching um, how to develop characters or this person is great. I'm jotting it down because I'm going to look it up and I'm going to see how I can take the classes. So uh, yeah, I want, I want to be a better writer. So I'm always going to be looking for opportunities to uh, develop myself. Awesome. And that's great to hear. And you kind of, I can maybe see a little bit of some of that like talent coming out and some maybe of those things because you really create these layered and complex characters in your book and you kind of thrust them into moral dilemmas and where they find themselves making really tough decisions. Mm -hmm. What kind of inspired you to, to put these characters in such intense situations and put it at the center of a romance? You know, it's it's interesting. So contradictions. You know, it's 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 a it's just an average lady who just goes about her business. You know, she does her little auditing. And she doesn't bother anyone or anything. Um, but then, like you say, she's thrust into these other situations. And what I wanted for my books is for them to be more than romance. I wanted them to be believable characters that you know face more dilemmas that have to make tough decisions sometimes. Um, And I think that's more of life. And one of the things I do is I collect ideas. So, you know, her family farm, it's it's not a farm, you know, um, like a working animal farm. It's a corn farm. And um, that idea came from me. I was volunteering at a chamber event. I was talking to a guy. He said he was from Nebraska. I was like, Nebraska? Wow. I don't think I've ever met anyone from Nebraska. He said, yeah, you know, we have corn farms. I was like, oh. So I just jotted that down somewhere. And then um, later I was reading an article in the paper about this big meth uh, case that was busted up near Nebraska. And I was like, what? And then, so I jotted that down. And then my, one of my husband's fishing buddies is a police detective. So I just asked him, I was like, well, can you tell me about meth and how does that work? And, and he's the one who said, oh, you know, they melted down, they put it in these, in these you know, Gatorade bottles or, or what have you. And that's how they transport, you know, so, so I gather all this information. I was like, okay. So then I just get to a point where I'm, I'm kind of crafting my story and I figure out, well, how can I use this? And I just, it just all kind of came together and, um, 
that's what I did. So, you know, I know romance is considered, you know, it's an escape and, and we want to escape. We want to get to the happily ever after. And that's really what I'm all about. I want I wanted to, I wanted to end well. I'm so disappointed when I'm reading a story and I'm just waiting and waiting on the happily ever after. And then it doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but, but um, I still wanted my characters to definitely get to the happily ever after, but I wanted them to face some dilemmas and um, some challenges along the way. And so that's, that's kind of how this all kind of happened in contradictions. Well, and I think it's so fun that you were doing research kind of before, right? (laughs) before the actual book and what a great method. I actually um, have talking, uh, talked to uh, someone who does editing and um, research actually services for authors. And she said, that's a great way to uh, collect ideas. Like you were saying, it's just to jot them down as soon as you hear them and you say, that's really cool. And I want to put it somewhere in a book, but I don't know where and how. <laughs> Quite exactly. Yet. Even when I was writing my first book, Boomerang, I knew that I wanted to use a poison that was in the high school chemistry lab, but I, I didn't know what poisons they have in high street high school chemistry labs. So I was I was like volunteering again, <laughs> but at this high school um, contest for students, they have to compete for for scholarships, and they just partner you randomly with other people. And I got partnered with a lady and I was like, well, what do you do? And she said, oh, I'm a forensic high school chemistry teacher. And I was like, what? You, you teach chemistry, forensic? So I said, well, I need to know what poisons do they have in high school chemistry labs? And she was just a wealth of information. And I just was taking notes of what she said. And, and, and so I, jot, I put it all down and I was like, okay, so, so now my story can be believable because this is what's actually in a high school chemistry lab. And then I took that and, and I have a, a girlfriend who's a high school chemistry teacher and I let her read that section. I was like, is, is this believable? Do, do they have this kind of poison in high? And she's like, yes, of course we have that. And so I was like, okay, well, this is, this is great. So yeah, I take notes and I'm always observing people you know, when you like in the airport where there are lots of people, you know, I'm watching people and I'm like creating stories in my head. I wonder where they're going. I wonder what they're talking about or what have you. Are those two people having an affair? Or are they married? Are they, you know, so I, I just create all these things. I'm jotting notes down as I'm creating them. So, so uh, that's kind of how, how this came about these layered characters and these, these um, different situations um, that I put them in. I, I take notes. I, I read articles in the paper, and you know, um, again, in, in Boomerang, the the bad guy is called the Engaged Killer, and um, T E K. That's what the FBI kind of dubbed him. I got that. I was reading the newspaper one Sunday, and it wasn't the Engaged Killer. They had dubbed somebody some other, but it was like three letters. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Mine's gonna be, you know. So that's kind of how I come about these different layers. I just take notes and just you know, try to be more observant um, than maybe I normally would be if I wasn't writing. Right. And that's, and that's probably exactly why when I, while I was reading the book, the characters felt real to me and why the kind of the situations seemed, you know, like there was some kind of layer of authenticity there. Like, like you had done the research I could tell. And like I said, the characters did feel very complex, but layered in a way that's like, I would know someone like this, or I've met someone like this. <laughs> exactly. For instance, Sage in this book, she's loosely based on a lady I know um, who's 
fiercely independent and I only want a guy for sex and I don't need no relationship. That's kind of sage. Um, but, you know, my book's in with Happily Ever After. So, you know, eventually <laughs> uh, it's not going to end that way. But but I, I just kind of take notes of, you know, the situations I'm in. I'm observing people. I'm reading um, other things. I don't watch much TV anymore because I just don't have time. Um, but but anytime I get the opportunity, I'm actually observing people and taking notes. That it. And that is such a fantastic method. I do, I do, I am curious because I know that's something I actually talked about very recently with another author. Do you read romance while you're writing it? I do not. Okay. Um, that's what we were talking about. So yeah. Do, do you, I mean, do you read? I try, if I do, it's my, it's a different subgenre than what I'm writing. Oh, okay. Okay. I do not because um, for me, I try to, I try to, think about the whole story in my head before mm. I start putting it on paper. And then when I start putting it on paper, I, uh, I tend to write out the scene. I tend to write out scenes. Like I don't write chronologically. A lot of people do, and that works for them, but I have to write out the scenes that are more prevalent for me because I'm going to get them down before I forget about them. Um, and then I come back and kind of put things in order. Um, but, but for me, I don't, I don't want what I'm reading to, you know, kind of influence what I'm writing at that moment. So I read, you know, when I'm not writing and, and vice versa. Mm. And that's fair. And that's kind of what we were just, that was what we were discussing was that sometimes what we're reading might influence us a little too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in our yes, writing. that's true. So that's we, true. sometimes there, some people may want that divide there. So right. I was just kind of curious. Um, and I will say, since you mentioned Sage, uh, I really, really appreciated that you created this great group of girlfriends in the oh, book. Thank you. I don't feel like I see enough girlfriends in romances and maybe I'm just not reading the right books, but like, it, it's such a big part of like emotional support and giving that advice to the heroine, right? Um, like Yvette and her girlfriend's relationship felt real and joyful to me. Um, did you plan on writing the girlfriends into the book or did that just kind of happen organically? No, it actually did not happen organically. I purposefully, um, planned on showing that relationship because, you know, I think, well, I know we, we all benefit from having good supportive relationships and girlfriends are the best. And if you have some good supportive girlfriends who are not going to judge you or not going to be jealous of you, but are going to support you in whatever challenges you're going through in life. I mean, that's gold if you have that. And I wanted I wanted to show um, these three ladies who support each other. Um, you know, they 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 tell each other, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. But then if they don't, you know, they're okay with you. You still they, you're still my girlfriend, even mm-hmm. though you didn't take my advice. Um, so I really wanted to show um, supportive relationships amongst women. So so many times we get, you know, a negative rap about how we, you know, we're catty or we don't, you know, we're jealous of each other, what have you. But I really wanted to show positive relationships amongst these three women. So, so yes, that was very purposeful. Oh, good. Well, because I, I 
I was hoping it was because it did feel like, like I was so thrilled, I think, because like I said, I don't see it that often, or at least not in the too many of the books I read, um, mm-hmm. romances I read. And it, it is such an integral part, I think, of our, of the human experience is to have friends and especially that soundboard of girlfriends or, or uh, guy friends, or yeah, those friend groups that you can kind of bounce ideas off of and be like, yeah, I'm dating this person. And they're like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Or yeah, go for it. <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. I mean, and like I said, you, if you find a good group of friends, like I have friends that are in separate little groups. <laughs> like I have this, this group of friends, I got this group of friends, this group of mm-hmm. friends, but, um, but, but you know, which ones you can share what with. And I, I just want to show these, these ladies who are all experiencing life. Um, and, you know, they all have their challenges, but they are, they're there for each other. Exactly. Exactly. And they all have, um, this very deep connection to each other. So, and it was beautifully written. So thank you. you. Yeah. I want Sage to be my friend. Exactly. Right. We all need a girlfriend like Sage. I feel like. We do. We do. (laughs) That is true. So, um, and I love that your writing actually showcases positive African-American representation and brings that to the forefront of the romance. Um, was that always an important piece you wanted to incorporate in your writing? You know, um, even when I was very young and just starting to read romance, reading these Harlequin books, I always thought, well, why are all the characters not people of color? And, you know, Harlequin's changed now. But but when I was first started reading Harlequin, there was never any people of color. So even then, I recognized that, you know, we need more people of color in romance. And so it was very intentional for me to showcase African-Americans in a positive light. It's not the, it's not the stories you see on the evening news. It's not the stories that maybe you even see on social media, but I wanted to show African-Americans that are professionals in jobs, um, just dealing with the challenges and ups and downs of life. And, um, and, and that's, that, that was very purposeful on my part to, to showcase people, you know, you've got, one that's a psychologist, you got one that's an auditor, you got one that's an attorney in, in this. And, and you know, I have friends like that. So, so this is not unusual. So I wanted people to see that um, in my writing. Yeah. And I love that you did show that, that you showed like different aspects of like all in different jobs and different types of relationships. And that, uh, this, it was really, really nice to see, like you said, like some type of like diversity as you would see in every day, as opposed mm-hmm. to the same people, right? right. So right. in a romance, changing gears really quickly. Okay. I don't know if you've uh, heard much about this. I only heard about it very recently. So there's been some discourse around trigger warnings in books lately. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it's important that people kind of know what trigger, what kind of triggers are in a book might contain um, like drugs or even emotional manipulation before they kind of jump into to your books? No, um, there has been some discussion about this and I am just really torn on this because on the one hand, um, for instance, my book, it's, it, it does have drugs in it, but you're not, you're not having people shooting up with needles or what have you right. because that would make it more of an urban book and not not a romantic suspense. Um, so on the one hand, I think 
no, we don't really need those warnings there um, because I think it, it, it will limit your perspective and it may keep you from reading a really good book just because you say, oh, this book has drugs in it. I can't, I can't read this book. On the other hand, if there's something in the book that may cause a person to have some type of emotional um, downfall or um, some type of mental health issue, then yeah, they probably should know about it so that they're not thinking about whatever that paragraph is they read that now has them you know, spiraling downward. So I'm on both sides. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's good to list the warnings or, or not to list the warnings. Um, I, I see both sides of the coin. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I'm with you completely. I feel the same kind of way because it some parts I'm like, well, I don't know if there should be a trigger warning for certain, like it's all on a spectrum, right? It's like, how, how, how much are you showing? Like, like you said, the drugs, there's mention of it, but there's nothing right. shown on screen or on page. Right. So exactly. do we, do you need that as opposed to something, you know, that, you know, would you need that warning up front for that? Right. But, but I do see like, you're right. I do see like the the pieces that some people might feel a little bit like, oh, I didn't expect this going into the book. Right. So, but, but yeah, I know it's a, like I said, I know it's kind of everyone is, is a, a kind of, you know, doesn't really know where to fall, but I think that this book in particular, nothing is really shown on page. And I think, you know, it's, it's really just a romantic suspense at heart or at the heart of it is just right. like everything's action, very action-based. <laughs> Yes. And, you know, that was that's that's a stretch for me because I've never really written action based before. And I, I really wanted to to get that right. So, you know, I was reading other authors that had and like, OK, I remember reading how this author did it. Uh, maybe I can maybe I can do that. Um, so so, you know, it was this was a stretch for me. And I, and I hope that, you know, as I grow, I hope that I grow as I continue to write. So. So this was um, my first um, my first entry into adding a little action with the romance and, and what have you. So and I wanted the characters to be believable, like you know the um, you know the women with the guns and all. You know, I just wanted the characters. I wanted you to be able to see what was happening as you're thinking about it and reading it. I wanted to make sure that that you could really picture what was happening in the story. Yeah. And you did a great job of painting that picture. Yeah. I was kind of, I'm kind of surprised to hear you say you haven't written action before. It was very good. Very like I was engrossed. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. That's great. So, so like the character Karen Sue, you know, she's just a horrible person, mm -hmm. but um, she's like the opposite of, you know, I was talking to actually, I was talking to Anyway, it was someone with a, a religious organization mm. and this lady was so super nice. I mean, just like dripping nice and, oh, and, you know, she was just sweet and nice. And her name was Karen Sue. And I mm. said, you know what? I'm going to just make this the total opposite of this lady. So I thought about all the bad stuff I could do. And, and this was the current Karen Sue that you got. The total opposite of the, the real Karen Sue that I, I haven't met, but I've talked to her on the phone. Yeah, I would have never guessed that that's kind of the where the name origin came from. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, yes. Wanted to make her the opposite. That's funny. And I, yeah, and the action was really great. You created really great tense moments too. So oh, you great. said you, so you said you kind of read a little bit of action to kind of get those beats down really well. Right. Okay. Right. Did you happen yeah. to watch any 
movies or anything like that? Or is it mostly like you kind of just felt your way through the like writing of it? Like what? So I, I really kind of felt my way. So one of my, I guess one of one of one of the authors that has inspired me, even though she's not, she doesn't classify her books as um, romance anymore, is um, Sandra Brown. Like I love Sandra Brown books, and I love um, I love that it seems like with every book she's like stretching herself. She's doing something a little different than she did in the previous book. Um, but I I. I like how she creates action and how she creates, um, so her books now kind of have romantic elements. They're not considered romance mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but um, I really like how she uh, creates action. So sometimes when I'm, when I'm writing, I think about, well, I remember reading in one of her books where she did this or, or what have mm-hmm. you. So that, that um, has kind of inspired me quite a bit. Well, and that's, and also too, you, you did a great job of creating this, dy- this dynamic between characters too. I, I like how you like, not just the action portion, but also this, um, the dynamics between characters, because I know our heroine Yvette had a very emotionally manipulative family in a way. Right. And like, she was very, and you made this like really interesting contrast between her and like her, the hero's family, which was very loving, very open, very, um, pulling her into the fold. So was that something that you kind of wanted to show that the dynamics of those kind of, that's, that's very separate worlds. It felt like, you know, you know, so yes, I did. So one of the things that, um, I, I, I really like family dynamics and I really like to have it. I really want in my books to always have a positive family dynamic. So in my first book, Boomerang, there's this great, the the hero again, has a great family. um, And you see the love, you see the banter between the sister and brother, but but it's a great family. And and you can see, you know, yes, me and my brother, we tease each other or what have you, that that like really happens. And and even in, in contradictions, even though I wanted um, Yvette to be wounded as she was, um, I wanted the guy to be totally different um, from her. So he had a great family, even though he had some wounds also. They had a great family. They were successful. They loved each other. Um, totally opposite from her. So it was it was one of the ways I wanted to show how these opposites attract. Yeah, and I, I did. I loved that element of it. It was kind of the this for the tropes. It was the opposites attract. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit of that... Um, kind of frenemies to lovers, you know, right, kind of dynamic. Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> it, but it made it to me, I love those tropes. Those are like hitting all the best parts for me <laughs> as far as the like the tropes. And you did a yes. great job. You did a wonderful job with that because like I like I was saying before, it kind of it showed some growth for the character, especially in a vet. Mm-hmm. To, right. to see these pieces of what you know healthy, these healthy dynamics actually look like. Right, exactly. And I wanted to include things that women could relate to, since most romance readers are women. So that's why I wanted them to be an OB-GYN and the woman with the gown. You know, mm-hmm. we because we can relate to that. We go get our annual exam and you have to put on the little gown. And, and women can relate to that whole scene because we do it every year. So um, I wanted that to be an element um, in the book, something that, you know, we we know, yep, this is this happens. Yep, we we 
we put on the paper gown and we sit there and wait forever till they come in, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's what we do. So I wanted, I wanted those elements in the book because I want, I, like I said, I really want everything to be believable. I don't want people to read and say, that never happens. Nobody ever does that. I, I, you know, I want them to say, yep, I know somebody just like that. Or yep, I, I've been there, been there, done that. Right. And, and I think that's what, that's what has drawn, drew me into the book and was kind of like really engaging with me. Cause I was just like, man, I know people like this, or I have, you know, I've, I've had family dynamics of this kind of sort somehow, some way, right. you know, or I've been in this situation. Exactly. <laughs> Not the right. action parts, but, uh, <laughs> but the other parts, some of the other parts. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, uh, with the, with the series debut, um, I know you mentioned that you didn't really plan, plan for it originally to be a series. And then if you had, you kind of would have planned it, you know, maybe incorporated a couple things differently. So in the next book, since you said you've kind of had that done, are you incorporating different things or kind of what lessons have you learned from this first one? So, so one of the lessons I've learned is that, you know, I, I need to definitely take, now that I know I'm doing a series, I need to definitely take notes of the things that I want to include in, in, the, fu- in the future uh, books. I also have learned that, you know, like I said before, people fall in love with the characters. So I have to keep that in mind and I have to have the characters be true to themselves. Like it, it wouldn't, it, you wouldn't expect to see a sage telling a guy, especially the first part of the book, you know, oh, I love you. And when it, you know, that would never happen because that's not her. But but as you get to know her, you're going to learn, you know, she's she's got some wounds also. And you're going to learn more about her. And I think that um, in, in terms of lessons learned, I think planning it out from beginning to end. Um, if I know I'm doing a series, I'm going to plan it out. So this series will be three books, but it wasn't originally a series. So my next book that comes out after contradictions is not part of this series because I'm a planner. So I got, I got, these are the books I'm writing, but now that I'm doing the series, I, I do have Sage book coming out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think I'll, I'm going to plan out all stories. So like for next year, I think I'm going to do a CEO series. I'm going to plan out all stories and how they interconnect before I write the first book. Cause I think that will help me, um, in, in being a better writer and being more true to, you know, the expectations of a series that readers have. Well, and I love that you bring up that it would work. It works for you if you plan it out. And I'm in complete agreement. I would need as an author, I, I need almost like a chart or something to kind of keep track of things. Right. <laughs> and I know some people do use that. Some people will use different tracking methods or I've heard some people have book Bibles where they kind of keep track of all these side characters, their storylines and everything like that to kind of help them find the trajectory of the series as it goes along. Right. Yeah. I I don't, you know, I am, I am a plotter, but not a detailed um, plotter. Um, I, I do a really good outline of what I expect to happen and then I start writing the scenes but I don't I don't write out everything about the characters and everything about what's happening now of course I do use the resources the trope thesaurus and emotional thesaurus all of those things to help build my characters Mm -hmm. um those you know just great resources 
I outline the whole story, but I don't necessarily really write in a lot of detail the whole story because I do want there to be some organicness um, to my writing the story. Oh, and that's great. That's great to to actually call out because I I you know I know a lot of people do the same thing. Some people are plotters, some are pantsers, and mm-hmm. some kind of you know go with the flow of the romance. But sometimes the characters have different ideas, right? Exactly right. Your characters <laughs> will speak to you. That is very true. Yeah, we've uh, yeah we've talked about that a lot on the podcast. That sometimes your characters will take you in different directions you didn't expect to go, but you know right. you you trust them and they take you in interesting places, right? <laughs> yes, yes they do. Yes they do. <laughs> So where can people find your books and how can they connect with you? Oh, wonderful question. Okay, so my books can be found on Amazon, um, uh, KDP, and they can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at D Giddings Books, D-G-I-D-D-I-N-G-S Books, and on Facebook, Denise Giddings Romance Author, or my website, which is denisegiddings.com. So any of those methods, or if you just want to chat, you can send me an email at info at um, So, so those are uh, ways you can connect with me. I love to hear from, from readers. I love your ideas. I, I love to learn more from you. So please, please connect with me. I love to um, have you as part of my community. Again, big thank you to Denise for joining the podcast. If you want to find her books or website, I have provided the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and feel free to share and subscribe to find out when I post more episodes. My socials are also listed below if you'd like to follow me for more content and what is coming in future episodes. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to give additional support, I now have a buy me a coffee link. Never a requirement, but very much appreciated. As always, be safe, stay healthy, and keep writing. Bye!